Thanks for listening to Crown Refs Podcast, Episode 79. I'm Sarah Woods with Big Game Officials, where we empower referees to ignite opportunities in sports officiating. Number 79 features Jason Hayes from Washington, Missouri. Jason is a member of IBO Board 173 and just finished his second year in the Officials Development Program. In this episode, Paul and Jason talk about not over-rotating in lead, block charge plays that feature double whistles, and avoiding cheap and ones. Feel free to reach out with any questions or feedback. Serve the game. Shot goes up. We have a foul. We're going to stop the clock and then show two shots every time. To me, that looks amateur. That's just my opinion. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Um, as far as your signals, though, I'm going to be honest. I was extremely, and I'm not being, I'm extremely impressed with the way you presented your signals from the beginning of the game. You had an awesome punch call. It, I, I tell you, I rewound it. I rewound it a couple times because, like everything you did, from the hustle from C to C to stopping the clock to waiting a second. You know, if, if waiting a second to see if your partner had a whistle, which I think this was your primary, to then your punch, to then you reporting, like awesome stuff, man. Really awesome. Thank you. I appreciate that. The ironic thing is, um, earlier in the season, I had the exact same partner in another game elsewhere. We had the exact same type of play, and I let him take the punch. And he, he told me after the game, that's the kind of play that I want to see you take that one because it came out of your primary and in your primary, that was all you the whole way. And, um, and it's just one of those instances where I just remembered it right there. Okay, that was my call, was my get. And yeah, know. just just remember, like, that's in a gray area to where you at least got to give it a second to see if he, if he does have a whistle because that's where we get caught into the, you know, the blarge. So you did it perfectly. You stopped. Just give it a second to see if he has anything. If not, that's all you. So just moving forward, just remember that. Like, we don't want to come out and prelim with that punch right away. Yes. Um, yeah, I did wait a second. I, I knew he had a whistle there. Um, I just wanted to make sure he wasn't going to go go block on me. Um, as soon as he put his hand down, that was his, his signal to me because we pregame that already that once I've dropped my hand, I'm letting you take that one. I'm go. Yeah, so just to go over a couple other things that stood out to me was your hustle. You were in the right position pretty much all game to make the, you know, the right call. Um, Your hand counts, your chops, your signals were consistent. Like it wasn't like one that stood out like they all stood out. They were all sharp. So, you you know, you do that really well. So just keep working on that and and only try to improve and make those stronger. As far as a couple. Go ahead. My signals are something that I've been been working on all season long. I've been I've been like changing my chop, changing my count, and letting see what looks best, see what feels best, and I finally kind of settled on what I've been using, what you saw me use for the last couple of weeks, and it just feels better, feels stronger, feels more consistent, you know. And yeah. it's just something something you have to work on, something you have to look in the mirror and see what looks best, and. And by working on it, you're just trying a couple things out and then you're going to watch in the film to kind of validate what fits you, what works for you, what works for you. So I'm glad that, you know, you said you've been working on it and trying some things out. A exactly. um, couple spots, uh, I thought you, you actually maybe over signaled, maybe try to eliminate the excess. And I'm probably I'm probably speaking on, you know, showing the amount of shots at the spot of the foul. 
A biggest thing for me uh, was your rotations and your mechanics in the lead position. I thought a couple times you kind of got caught mid-rotation. A couple times you kind of did a half rotation and then you went backwards. I thought there was a little bit of confusion with you in the lead. Um, I think you're a little quick rotating, so maybe like don't be as quick to get over and cross the basket line. Let the play settle. Let the ball settle before you like hustle over. Um, yeah. and I think that'll um, help out. For me, since I've done two-man mechanics and for, for the longest time, and being in an elite position in three-man is like a completely different thing. And so I'm getting used to having to rotate, and I'm still working on when I should rotate, why I should rotate, how I should rotate. Um, it, it's just, just a work in progress for me because right now it's just an, an uncomfortable position right now when, when the ball gets settled on that at far corner, I've been told by different people different things, when I should go, when I shouldn't go, et cetera. You know, it, it's, yeah. it's... And, and the thing about that is I think it's affecting your play calling in lead because you're, you're a little bit out of position, you're moving a little bit too much, and then when you have a play, it's kind of like you're reactionary. Yes. You I know, agree. versus I just waiting for it. Um, I thought you had a couple cheapies in the lead, and I, like I said, I thought it was based on your over over rotations. Uh, remember, remember that term pain tolerance. Yeah. You know, pain tolerance is your ability to absorb incidental contact, contact that's not a foul and not bite on it. So I just think you can increase your pain tolerance a little bit more in lead, but but really just overall, and that just comes down to slowing yourself down and being a little bit more patient with the whistle and understanding that you don't have to have the whistle right at contact. You can wait a second, you know, like I think us as officials were, we're rushed and forced into having a whistle, like right when contact happens where we don't give ourselves that extra second of processing time and that extra one second or half second makes a big difference in your accuracy. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I know a lot, I think a lot of the problem is, you know, just not being comfortable in the lead position right now where I'm, I'm, I'm thinking a little more about rotating than I am about officiating the play. You know, just, I need to get in my head, just officiate the basketball, you know, officiate the game right there. Instead That's of worrying too much about whether I should be rotating, whether I should be backing out and getting caught in the middle, like you said. Yeah, have trust in your crew. I mean, we're not always going to have two officials on the strong side. It's just not going to happen. You know, we, we want to use that as a guideline, but we don't want to jeopardize our, our accuracy based on, you know, overemphasizing rotations. No, I agree. Thank you. That's good. That's yeah, fun. yeah, yeah. It's good. Listen, it's all about like identifying things you got to work on. I'm doing it too. Always a work in progress, but you know, we're hitting on this right now. So I guarantee you're going to feel it next game. The next game, you're going to not rush over to rotate. You're going to be comfortable in that in that B position in lead. And, you know, you're just going to be just going to have more calmness to you. You're going to be able to have more poise when the play yeah. comes to you. It'll, it'll come to me eventually. You know, this, this is a position I'm still really focused on. It seems like trail and center, I'm doing I'm doing pretty well, I feel, in those, in those spots. But lead is just another story right now. I'm working on it. 
Crown Refs podcast is brought to you by Neat Tucks, the best way to keep your shirt or uniform tucked. If you're looking for that clean, professional look on the court, there's only one way to do it. Log on to NeatTucks.com and order yours today. Neat Tucks and Crown Refs, serving the game. Did he show intentional foul on the spot, or was it at the table he went and reported it? Um, I think he showed it at the spot. Okay. So we're kind of handcuffed at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would have I would have at least went and talked to him, though, because anytime we have an intentional foul, just as a play-calling guideline, we want to be able to go have two partners speak about what we're going to have, what the foul was, where we're going to put the ball back in play, who our shooter is, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, that's exactly how I, I would have done it. Um, he just took it and went with it and – He's an experienced Ibo guy, so I, I mean, I, and I'm second year Ibo, so this was one of those situations where I didn't, I didn't know what I really could have gave, came with him with information with. I wish I would have, but I just didn't. Yeah, or maybe even just to slow him down at that point. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, it's, it's lessons learned. I'm, I'm learning. Sure. Yeah, forty-two fourteen. Um, I had cheap N one. The home team just received a bunch of questionable calls in their favor, and you you make this call while you're still rotating. That's a guideline. Um, we a guideline to have is we don't want to blow the whistle if we're still moving in lead in that rotation. You know, sometimes we have to, but you actually you actually over rotate to the point where once you do rotate on the other side and the play is going to the basket, you're moving away from it while you make the call. So just just rotate from the B position to the C position. You were even moving wider than the C position. And I just thought I thought that had an effect on the play call itself. Your 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 over movement in lead. Okay. Um again it's one of those things where, where I'm learning different things from different guys and uh, one of the college guys I talk to, he he, he teaches, you know when the ball gets to that, settles on the one side and just go. And watching his college games, he he, he rotates very, very liberally. So um, maybe I, sometimes I wonder if I do rotate too much or not enough. Or just, yeah, again, so, it's, so this is where you just needed to come to a stop, I just thought. I think okay. you needed to come to a stop. So basically, don't make a call on the move. Yeah, because you rotate over, then the play goes in front of you, and you're backing up while you raise your fist. So you're like you're backing up as you call the foul. Like there's no need to to move okay. backwards. Just stop in the C position on the baseline. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, and just a couple other times calling through the paint. Remember, in lead, we don't want to call through the paint. If you know, unless it's obvious contact, it's low, and we have an open look. But a lot of times when we we're in the lead position. We don't have an open look, especially on plays that are really close to the rim. You know, up high, contact that's up high. A lot of times the, the basket is an obstruction too. So um, let's see what else I had. See, that's another another two-man thing that I get confused in my head. You know, because in two-man, that paint's all yours when you're lead. Pretty much. Yeah. Number uh, 16 minutes, we had a hell ball. And you were tapping your pockets to see whose ball it is. That's a classic CYO um, 
held ball like trick, you know, like I used to do it. We all used to do it. I used to have a possession switch on my whistle that told me whose ball it is. But at the end of the day, we're supposed to have it in our head whose ball it is. And I'd rather you, if you don't know, just look at the clock because they'll be able to tell you. But, you know, that's just something that us refs kind of pick up. But I would get rid of that because that's just that's very CYO-ish to me. Yeah, it, uh, I've been told that actually this year by my current eyeball mentor. Um, always be aware of where the possession arrow is. And um, it's just something I, I just haven't been able to grasp yet because I'm worried about doing all these other things yet. And I guess that's something that will just come to me. And, you know, that's something we could talk about at timeouts, at dead balls, you know, when we're reviewing what we have moving forward. All right, white on the AP. This way you come right out. Next held ball. Boo-boo, white ball. I think that's going to look better than tapping our pockets. Yeah, um, I also think, you know, I, I remember that play you're talking about, and I, my back was to the possession arrow. Um, probably I should just be better off letting my guy who's away from the table who's looking that way make the point while I keep my focus on the players. Always, yep. Never turning our eyes off the players. Just want to take a quick break from the podcast to tell you about our new IPR service, which is the Individual Performance Report, one of the industry's first film review services. We break your game down into seven parts. You are now hearing the game notes section where we did a full timestamp review on some notable plays and loaded it with some instructional comments and questions. So hope you enjoy. Hit us up if you have any questions about the IPR. You can email me at crownrefs at gmail.com or hit us up on social. Now, back to the podcast. I'm really, I'm really, you know, focused on working on getting my chemical mechanics strong. You know, I think that, that's gotten me to the point where I'm doing about 20 varsity games this year. Um, Great. You know, I know there are other things I need to work on, you know, outside, you know, take care of myself outside the court, basically. Fitness, you know, and getting in better shape. It's, it's, it's a work in progress for me. My weight's a big sore issue. I'm working on it. <laughs> Listen, I can empathize with you because I've been there. I used to weigh 280 pounds. I've been there. I, I wasn't that heavy as a basketball official. This yeah. was, you know, a while back. But like I said, I know what it's like. And if you can, you know, improve that, it's only going to help you and your career moving forward. Because you, you have, like I said, your signals, you know, your play calling. Like, I think you could be doing college right now. I appreciate it. That's a compliment, really. Um, I, I mean, in my head, I don't think I'm ready for that level yet because I, I got to get myself to doing more varsity boys games. I did a varsity boys game last night. It's right in the speed versus the girls game. It's way different. I just need to work on, you know, my fitness more than anything. And, um, yeah. Keep keep going to camp. I am going to two camps this summer. Um, there's one here in St. Louis actually in April. And I'm going to another one down in Arkansas in June. So I'm Great. constantly improving, trying to get better. Yep. Well, look, man, you're going to go to these camps and, um, you know, you'll, you'll get a, like, ob- observation and you'll get feedback. But, you know, to have a report that's specific to you, you know, you're not really going to find this. So, like, keep going back to this. Like, there's there's still some some content in here that I want you to keep, you know, working on and just keep improving. I'm happy to help you along the way. I love the service that you provide. I mean, this is probably the most in-depth 
um, report on, on me that I've ever had, you know, versus what I've had. I've been in a couple camps and it's nothing near as detailed as this. And this is good stuff. This is well worth the, the time and the money to do. Um, I hope more more people catch on and doing this for you. I mean, it's a great service. And this is one way, one tool everybody can use to get better. Thank you for listening to the Crown Refs Podcast. Serve the game.